Welcome back to another episode of the MDS Podcast. My, I'm one of your co-hosts, Riley Vos. Hey guys, and I'm your other co-host, Zach Rogers, and we're excited to bring you guys another episode of Mondays Don't Suck. Yeah guys, we have a super cool guest with us on the show today. You may know him from Big Brother or Celebrity Fear Factor. He's now in the real estate market and he's killing it every single day. His name is Zach Grant. Zach, how are you doing today, man? Dude, Riley, thanks so much. Appreciate it, Zach, as well. Um, thank you for the nice introduction. I'm doing amazing on this Friday, and I'm uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for coming in today. Um, Zach, if you don't mind, just tell the listeners out there kind of what you're up to today, uh, what's going on in your life uh, right now. Yeah, man. So um, I opened up my own real estate company about four or five months ago. Uh, it's going pretty well. We're catching a lot of steam, um, trying to just break through and take over the South Florida real estate market down here. Um, and besides that, you know, I've just been working on myself, how I can live the best life I can, how I can be the best person to my family, to myself. Um, and I've been really obsessed lately with uh, personal development and self-growth. And um, just honestly, I'm just in like the best place I've ever been in my life right now, just you know, my mental health, my physical health, my diet, uh, been doing a lot of meditation and yoga. And I'm sure we'll get into all this during the podcast. But just an overview, I'm just super high on life lately. And um, you guys caught me at a great time. Perfect. Yeah, that's good to hear, dude. Do you attribute some of, you know, you know, you said you're the best spot in your life. Do you attribute a lot of that to meditation and uh, just kind of yoga and that dude, kind of stuff? You know what, that is actually a pretty large part of it. But I think the the biggest impact on me so far has been from just reading books. You know, I also have a lot of inspirations from Gary V to Tony Robbins. And I just really admire their perspective on life because, you know, so many people, they're chasing after money, they're chasing after this, and they forget the whole reason why we're here. And, you know, there's just a lot of ideologies and theories and, you know, perspectives that other people have on life that'll make you just wake up and realize that you're just chasing after the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, so we've got to talk about Gary V for a second. At the time of this recording, you met with Gary V. You went up to New York and hung out with him um, about a week ago. What was that like? Dude, that was honestly, I, I mean, I've had a huge year this year from, you know, financial stuff to just mental health to just relationships. It's been an amazing year, but, that meeting with Gary V, that those 25 minutes I had with Gary V was the greatest experience I've had this year. And it was just, I felt so inspired that, you know, I was able to tell the man himself how much he's done for me. I mean, he's made such <laughs> a massive impact on my life, on just mainly my perspective on, on why I'm working so hard. And, you know, it's really about just loving the process loving getting knocked down and rolling with the punches and just figuring it out. You know, it's all about the journey. It's not about getting to the top of the mountain. It's about climbing to the top and, and all the trials and tribulations you're going to go through along the way. And all that stuff that he's taught me, Gary Vee, through his podcast, through his YouTube videos, through his Instagram posts, I was able to just like spill my heart out to him in person like while his his hand is on my shoulder, I'm just spilling my guts out to this man <laughs> about how much he's done for me, and that was it was just a great feeling. Like seeing it in his eyes that you know he's he's helped millions of people across the world, but seeing it in his eyes like firsthand, someone he's really made a huge impact on was just a, an incredible feeling. I, I can't even put my thoughts into words, honestly. But that's that, that's that's just scratching the surface, dude. How, how long ago did you first start like um, following Gary Vee and Tony Robbins and some of yeah, those guys? So, you know, I've always been in sales since I graduated Big Brother. So I was like, how can I become a better salesman? So I started studying Brian Tracy and Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar and these guys that just, you know, are masters and experts on persuasion and how to conduct a good conversation to benefit you and, you know, things like that. And then, it went from that to Tony Robbins. Like Tony Robbins just has an amazing perspective on life and, you know, happiness and fulfillment and achievement. And, and these are the things that really make you feel good. It's not 
the $40,000 Rolex or the 458 Ferrari that you're driving down the road that makes you feel good. It's, it's the feeling of accomplishment that you did it, you know? So like a lot of us, and going back to what I said two minutes ago, like forget about why we're even grinding in the first place. But, um, you know, from, from the Jim Rohns and the Brian Traces of the world, I graduated to the Tony Robbins and now the Gary V's of the world, you know, with Instagram and there's so many uh, serial entrepreneurs and life coaches and, and personal, you know, help people that just give out this, all this free content. And, you know, because I've been consuming so much of it. And one of the books, actually, the, the book that's helped me the most in life is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And, you know, the whole concept of it is that, you know, every second matters because, you know, life is long. And if you continue to do the same positive habits, you know, day in and day out over time, they grow on, they grow and compound on themselves. But back to the point, sorry, I go off on tangents. Back to the point was that, you know, I've just been consuming a lot of this good, positive energy and knowledge. And I, I only, you know, look for positivity in life. And because I'm so grateful and appreciative for what I already have. And that's just being alive and healthy and having my family and I have great friends and, you know, I have everything I want. I live in Florida. Like, I mean, life is perfect. I don't need a Rolex. I don't need a Ferrari. I, all I need to do is, is focus on being the best person I can be each and every day. Try to get 1% better today than I was yesterday and, you know, never forget why I'm doing this. And, and uh, that's why I'm in such a good place right now. I mean, you know, you, we've known you guys and, and me, we've known each other for about a year or so now, you know, we became good friends and stuff. But after Big Brother, I was just in such a terrible, you know, mental state. Like my, my head was just fucked. My ego was so fucking inflated. I, I, I anyway, it just it was just terrible. And now where I'm at today, because of all like the positivity I've consumed through podcasts and audiobooks and just reading and meditation and yoga, it's all just grown on itself. And I feel like I built a strong foundation to like continue what I'm doing. And, and, and I don't want to come off and, and sound like I'm, I'm in the perfect spot and I'm, I'm exactly where I need to be and I'm killing it because it's always a journey and I'm always trying to get better. And this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. So yeah. sorry, I keep fucking talking. I hope nah. that answers your question. No, that's good, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I think that's important though. Like a lot of people don't understand that life is a journey. You just don't like one day snap your fingers and you made it. But I mean, kind of on that same note, I want, I want, like, I want people to get to know like the, the whole Zach rants. Like, so like take that a couple steps back and kind of start a couple years ago when you're about 20 years old, where mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners are going to be in that, that 18 to 28 to 30 year range. So did you go to college? Did, what'd you get your degree in? Yeah. Um, so, what was those yeah. first couple months out of college? What did those look like? Of course. That's a good question. So when um, in high school, I was an overachiever. I graduated 19th out of 800 students. And I went to University of Florida, which was the best college in the state academically. And, you know, I, I did okay there. And there were a lot of negative influence on me from alcohol to frat parties to sorority girls, which I, you know, is my worst addiction. <laughs> Dude, I think that's everyone's worst addiction. Come on. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, all the hot, all the hot shout out DG, shout out Zeta, shout out all my girls. Um <laughs> but uh no, I mean college was a phenomenal experience. I didn't learn anything academically because financial and managerial accounting and physics and statistics are not adding any value to my life today. And you know, it's it's true what Gary V says, you know, universities are slowly going to be, you know, going bankrupt because more and more so as the days go on, you know, Google and Amazon and Apple, these companies, they're not even requiring college degrees. And those are like the biggest companies right. in the world. So like, you know, we're in a bubble right now, but we, we won't talk about the macro sense of university. We'll talk about the point here is like college for me was just a great experience from all the parties to meeting a bunch of new like-minded people. I mean, I was in a fraternity with a bunch of dudes that all had the, you know, grew up the same way as me, but we didn't know each other. And you know, college was amazing. It was fun. I, I, you know, I was a bus boy at a sorority house and I worked at a club and I was a club promoter, you know, I <laughs> the, the epitome of just like a frat star, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, and then, then after college, it was funny right after I graduated, uh, two weeks later, I was, uh, put on a plane, sent to Los Angeles, 
went on Big Brother. The timing was ideal. You know, just graduated college, got my degree. I didn't have a job. I didn't have anything lined up. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. It was kind of just like, hey, here's an opportunity to win $500,000 on a TV show. You know, it's a no brainer. Of course, I'll do the show. And then, you know, the rest is history from there. Yeah, dude, that's that's nuts. Um, so you really didn't have a plan before, you know, opportunity knocked with Big Brother. You were just going with the flow. Correct. No plan. Had no <laughs> idea what I was going to do. Man. Gosh, no um, idea. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of a lot of people in college are kind of hoping for an opportunity like that. They're looking to graduate and, you know, in December or uh, in in the spring and just hoping for something. But going to back to Big Brother, we won't talk a lot about it, but how, you know, going into that house, who was Zach Grant's going into that house? And when you came out of it, how did you change? And then how did you take those experiences from that house and apply it to the real world? Um, and then kind of talk about, your, you know, your whole mental health yeah. during that time and maybe even a few months after it recovering from it. Absolutely. So, um, you know, going into the house, I was a 23-year-old idiot. You know, I didn't know anything. <laughs> yeah, I was just, you know, I just came off a, a 12-week binge of drinking and being blacked out for the last four months of my life. <laughs> you know, so I, I was not, um, I didn't really have a strategy going into the game. I didn't have a game plan. I'm a very just like off-the-cuff type person. You know, I go with the flow. I make the most of what I got, where I'm at type person. You know, I it just, I was just, I was kind of just like doing my thing. It's so hard to explain, but my personality was a lot different when I was 23 going into Big Brother than I am today. Um, I, you know, my, my life today, I'm kind of like a six-year-old man. You know, I wake up at 4.30, I hit the gym, I play golf, I play tennis, I hit the pool, I hit the spa, I work for, you know, but anyway, I'll answer the question. I, <laughs> after Big Brother, you know, it was tough because I go in the house with 800 followers on Instagram. I leave the house with 450,000 Instagram followers. And, you know, it was like a lot to handle at once because this isn't a show that, you know, is filmed and then it's, you know, shown on TV. Like it was being shown on TV as it was happening. So, you know, I was gaining popularity on social media and stuff when I didn't even know, you know, it was happening. So it was really tough coming out of the, to, uh, the house. Like, what do I do now? I mean, I have ha almost half a million followers on Instagram. Like, what do I do? Like, how do I capitalize on this? How do I parlay this? How do I leverage this into a, you know, sustainable career or to yeah, whatever, you know? And, and a lot of people are giving me advice. A lot of people are like, hey, do this. Hey, do that. Let me help you do this. Let me, you know, book you for these, book you for those. And I was like a puppy dog with, uh, you know, treats all around him in a circle. I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know what the fuck to do. And on top of that, I was just graduated college. I'm 23 years old. You know, I don't want to say I'm an idiot because I'm a smart guy, but I also was just, I was very impulsive and I just like didn't know what I wanted in life. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, you know, you're, you're given this platform and it's like, oh, this is what I was meant to do. This is what God has planned for me. But you know what? That wasn't the case. And from there, you know, it went from, to, to get kind of personal, it went from like being the man and getting you know, paid to do club appearances and meet and greets and, you know, thousands of dollars to post up on Instagram to, you know, I was broke. It's a joke, dude. I freaking blew all my money on cars. And, um, you know, I mean, I bought like a really nice car and I fucking spent all my money on clothes and I was fucking buying bottles at the club and I was getting hotels at the Fountain Blue in Miami. And it was just like, it, then it all came crashing underneath me. And people stopped booking me and people stopped reaching out to, you know, work with me. And I started to get a bad name for myself. And I was burning bridges with people that I should not have ever burned a bridge with. And, you know, that was that was the turning point where you go from being so fucking cool in your own head, because all this is just my opinion. All this is subjective. Like, you know, me you know, being the man and whatever, that's just what I thought. You know, it's not like everyone else thought that I thought I was the man. And then I, then I thought I was a bum because I had no money and I was living with my parents and I fucking, yeah, I had a degree from UF, but I didn't want to work nine to five anywhere. I was not moving to New York city to work for fucking, you know, Deloitte. Like, no, that was not what I'm trying to do. So then from there, I got a huge sense of humility and I'm like, I'm fucking nobody. Like, what is life? And I'm just like, you know, kind of just 
reflecting on like a macro sense of why I'm here in the first place and like why I wake up every day. Like, why am I waking up? Like, who am I doing this for? Who am I trying to impress? Like, am I trying to impress myself? Am I trying to impress someone else that I don't even like? Like, you know, I just started really becoming like philosophical, if you will, you know, and just like, and then from there, it was like, how can I get better? And it was like, let me just pick up this book. And I started reading like, um, it was, it was like the seven habits of highly effective people. And then from there, it was like how to win friends and influence people, all these like, you know, famous books that everyone's read. And, you know, the concepts are very, you know, they're in layman's terms. Like one of the chapters is just smile. Like, okay, I'll smile more. You know what I mean? But then from there, it was just every single day, I was just getting a little better. And then it was like, I was waking up a little earlier to hit the gym and I was um, spending, you know, a little less time with my friends and a little more time with my grandma. And then it was like, you know, I'm 1% better every day. Like, how can I read, you know, 1% more of a book every day? How can I wake up 1% earlier tomorrow? How can I be 1% of a better person? How can I get 1% more out of my comfort zone today? How can I get 1% better at helping people and, and leaving a, a positive impact on earth? And then from there, I, I got like a stronger faith in God. And I was like, oh my God, like, you know, fucking, if I died tomorrow, would I go to heaven? Like, am I a good person? And like, I'm genuinely having this conversation with myself in my mind. And it's like kind of mind fucking myself. But I learned a lot about who I really am as a person and like, what I'm trying to do with my life. And, you know, from there, you know, everything gets easier over time. So it's like, okay, you know, I read 10 pages today, then the next day I read 20. Now I'm reading fucking, you know, I read 18 books this year, and I got 48 on my list for next year, I've already crushed two of them. So I'm just like, you know, always just getting better and better every day. And when you do that, things get easier and things get, you know, they come more naturally. And now, you know, it's fucking 2018. I'm on a podcast with you guys who I met through Matt Tanner, my boy, you know, <laughs> who I met through Shout out to Rob, Matt. Who, who I'm now business partners with and we're fucking crushing it. And like, it's just, life is just, I'm, you know, I'm fucking on top of the world right now, but I'm on top of the world because I have fucking gratitude and I am appreciative for what I got, man. And there's a lot of things that I can elaborate on and go into details with as far as like how I show my gratitude, how I show my, you know, appreciation in life. And, you know, one of the things is I have a jar. And every single day I write down on that one piece of paper, one thing I'm grateful for. And I, it's got to be something different every day. And now I have this jar that's filled up of 320 something things I'm grateful for. And at the end of the year, I'm going to go through it and I'm going to read all those things. But the main reason I do it is because every day it reminds me like, oh, I have my fucking legs. I have my yeah, fucking yeah. legs, bro. Like what? There's people that don't have legs. Like I have my yeah. fucking anything you know from your legs to your fucking heart to your family to a house to living in america to you know and it once once you start really believing all that stuff because a lot of this stuff is cliche you know a lot of it's like oh yeah oh another self-help book like oh you know personal development this yada yada but if you truly believe it it works it's like magic you know yeah. and like then you're fucking here so, dude sorry i talk so much my bad my no, you're, you're good and and i think a lot of that obviously from just understanding and hearing that for the last couple of minutes is that all came from you hitting that rock bottom and yes. getting to that really low point in your life which a lot of us can relate to and a lot of times you don't really know why you're in that very low spot or whatever until you've come you're on the comeback up Mm -hmm. um but what you really said about being the one percent better every day i think that's so good like i love that i've never actually heard that because a lot of us really want to be like at the end of our lives we want to be a hundred percent better selves than we were coming into this world but it's almost impossible to do that over one day or over one week so that's a really cool approach that you have to that because one percent is so tiny and so minuscule that a lot of times people will just overlook it. Like you'll go, you'll be going through your day and you'll be conscious about being a better person that day. But it might be something like you held the door for a lady at, at Walmart, but you didn't realize that. But that's like you becoming a better person that day because you made a bigger impact on somebody else's life. But that's a really cool, um, I guess, perspective and outtake on that that I've never heard before. But that's I like that a lot. Yeah, man. Progress is everything. It's all yeah. about progress. And, you know, if you get 1% better every single day, in 100 days, you're 100% of a better person. Yeah. Yeah.
Um, something that stuck out to me that I think is really cool is kind of how you mentioned earlier in the podcast. You know, you're not, you know, you're doing the things you're doing, not necessarily chasing items, chasing cars, chasing, you know, clothes, that new drip, that, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, whereas, you know, when you came out of the Big Brother house, that's something that you were going after was you wanted the nicest cars, you wanted the nicest clothes, you wanted the nicest hotels, the nicest uh, you know, VIP in the, in the club, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty cool mentality to see how your mentality has shifted from that. And you've kind of mature, matured into, you know, it's not all about things, which I think a lot of uh, people like around our age are about because they see people on Instagram posting with in these locations, they, mm-hmm. they're posting with, you know, cars, with nice clothes, all this stuff. And a lot of times, you know, that that is kind of fake. And but it's just cool to see how your mentality has shifted to you know I'm chasing success, not mm-hmm. not things. Yep, dude, it's it's the feeling of accomplishment and fulfillment. Like when I get a deal and I freaking turn someone that you know I've never talked to in my life and I work them hard and you know I add value and I show them great houses and I negotiate a good deal and I get it done and we close on the table and they're happy that they just bought a house like. That's the feeling. Like, yeah, the money's great. And, and, and I need the money to live, obviously. This mortgage isn't going to pay itself. But it, it's honestly just a feeling of accomplishment, bro, and, like, the yeah. process. But the, but the biggest thing that, that goes in that is, like, being thankful for what you got. Because that guy that's rolling down PGA Boulevard in Palm Beach Gardens right now in his yellow 458 Ferrari is not happy. Because he sacrificed his relationship with his wife. And fucking, he's an alcoholic, and he fuck. Well, maybe he's not an alcoholic, but anyway, you know, people with people with like the the nicest fucking things, you know, sometimes aren't the happiest, right? You know, yeah, you and, see that a lot. Yeah, and you know, if you're just grateful for what you got, that you're healthy, that you have legs, you know, that you can see and breathe and touch and smell, and if you're just grateful for those things, you don't need those things, and and you become a better person, and like when you chase the process and you chase happiness, the money will come, dude. The money will come. Yeah. Yeah. I've got um, a, so, yeah, I've go got ahead, a question Zach. for you real quick. So how in the world, like, I know I've, you've been doing this for a while recently, a couple months, but how in the world do you wake up at 437 every single morning? And it's not a joke, people. It's literally right around 435, 438. Same mm-hmm. thing every morning. It's like clockwork. It's like clockwork, dude. And now it's it's so easy to get out of bed, bro, because the pain of regretting not waking up is way worse than the pain of getting on my feet in the morning, if that made sense. It's like if I yeah. sleep in, if I sleep in and, you know, I don't wake up, then I'm like, fuck, my day's ruined. I'm fucked. And now every morning when my when my alarm goes off at 437, dude, I jump out of bed so fucking fast. It's it's the easiest thing in the world. But, you know, over the past two years, maybe two and a half, three years, I've been trying to wake up a little earlier. So it was like, let me wake up at 6.30 in the morning. Let me hit the gym. And I started doing that. And it's like, oh, I could wake up at like 6.15, 6 a.m. Boom. Then I'm doing that. I'm like, oh, I could maybe get to the gym by 6 o'clock. Then I start doing that. I'm like, oh, let me try to get there at 5.30. Then I'm doing that. And now it's like, dude, I'm up at 4.37 every day. You know, I'm, I'm on my patio at 4.42 and I meditate for like five to seven minutes, leave my house by 4.50. I'm at the gym by 4.55. I'm grinding at the gym till six, six o'clock to 7 a.m. You know, I'm doing work on my computer. I read 25 pages in a book, try to meditate again. By seven o'clock, I'm at the golf course, hitting balls, warming up, getting loose, jumping in the pool, waking myself up, hitting the jacuzzi, reading my Kindle at the jacuzzi. And then by 7.45, I've already made all those moves. I got all my day planned out in my head. Who do I got to talk to? What do I got to get done? What needs to be, you know, given attention to? And then, you know, from now, you know, to the rest, till the day I die, I'm going to be doing this. This isn't something I do because I need to get shit done. Like, it's not like I got to wake up early because I got so much shit to do. No. I wake up early because I'm high on life and I got to see that sunrise, bro. I got to see the sunrise, you know, I got to be up before everyone else because I'm just fucking happy. Yeah. That's a mentality I have about it too is like, I mean, I'm not the best at waking up early, but I think a lot of people do it because they know a lot of other people are staying asleep and that's one up. Like you can get that leg up on people when they're sleeping. That gives you more time to do things during the day. Damn right. How many? How many how many hours of sleep do you get a night? Um, you know, 
that's a, that's a funny question because everyone asks me that question. You know, what time do you go to bed? How many hours do you get to sleep at night? Usually, on average, I'm in bed by like nine thirty. If I fall asleep by ten thirty, I'm still getting six hours. So I, I gotta be asleep. I gotta be asleep, like sleeping by ten thirty. Try to get in bed by like nine thirty, whatever. But um, you know, there are days that I go to sleep at like six o'clock at night. Yeah. You know, so like I catch up. Like this week, I think it was two Wednesday. I went to sleep at five o'clock at night. <laughs> I did, I, and I slept through the night because like you, you got to catch up on sleep. You know, six hours of sleep is enough, but it's not sustainable over you know lifetime. So. You know, but average answer your question. I'm in bed by nine thirty, but if I fall asleep by ten thirty, I at least get six hours. Dude, I'm just over here kind of giggling a little bit because you're 28 years old. You're not an old guy. You have you have like colleagues and friends and like people like that that you hang out with. So how do you like? I mean, for a lot of people, I bet they would be embarrassed to say that they're going to sleep early as opposed yeah. to going out to That's the club point. or going out with their friends, you know, like, how do you, how do you deal with that? I know it's a lot with like Dude, mentally and stuff like that, that's, but that's a good point. I, I, I like that you brought that up. I think it, it comes down Cause now you're making me think, which is good. I think it's because <laughs> like, I just really value health and happiness. And I know that like spending time with my friends, I mean, it's weird, bro. I guess I'm like an enigma because when I'm with my friends, I'm just anxious about shit. I got to get done. And I'm like, Oh fuck. I'm with my boys. Like, fuck like we're doing nothing just watching football sunday at two o'clock like i could be you know networking or i could be prospecting or i could be you know taking my grandma out to lunch i could be playing golf there's so many things i'd rather be doing than hanging out with my friends but you know i'm also almost 29 years old so you know i'm not 24 25 like i'm a little older and it's just like um i don't know man i i, lo I love this lifestyle like i love the lifestyle of just eating healthy being healthy being happy and just like clean living and you know i i just i guess i don't really value spending time with my boys anymore i mean i've been spending yeah. time with my boys for the last 10 years and you know they're cool and i love them to death i got all their backs and they know that but um yeah man i i don't know that's a good question i don't think i really have an answer for that that's i tough. think you i think i mean i i think you answered it though you said that you you love that lifestyle and I have the background of being like an athlete and what I was preached to almost every day until I got to college was you have to be obsessed with something if you want to be good at it or if you want to succeed with it. And I think it's something like this lifestyle that you're living is you're you're obsessed with waking up at 430. You're yes. obsessed with reading books. You're obsessed uh -huh. with networking and all that stuff. So uh -huh. that's why that's why it's so I won't say easy, but that's why you can do it as opposed to someone like myself that hasn't became obsessed with those same things yet, mm -hmm. that it's so much easier for you to do it than it is for me to do it at this point in my life. Dude, you na you nailed it, bro. Exactly. I'm just obsessed with just personal growth. I'm just obsessed. Yeah. yeah. There's no doubt a certain amount of sacrifice that you're doing too. And that's like what a lot of listeners may not realize to, to be at the point that you're at or a lot of other these successful businessmen and women, there is a, an amount of sacrifice you have to do, but you have to kind of pick your battles. I, I can <laughs> see. And, uh, you know, you're sacrificing time with your buddies and everything to go do all these other things. But um, I mean, that's like Zach uh, said, you know, it, if that's your, that's your obsession. So yeah, go after it, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, do you see yourself, you know, maybe in the next few years or whenever you meet you meet someone end up getting married started starting a family do you see this same schedule playing out through the rest of your life with absolutely. a wife and kids absolutely dude i mean obviously i i do want to get married i do want to have kids that is something i i have to do with my life and I'm, i hope it happens sooner than later but um dude I'll, also yes Till I'm fucking six feet in the fucking dirt, <laughs> Till I am six feet underground, I'm going to be waking up at 437 every day. Dude, I wish yeah. the gym opened earlier, bro. I wish the gym opened yeah. up earlier than 5 a.m. I'd be there <laughs> earlier, bro. But yeah. This you, need a, you need a 24-hour gym, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right? Damn, I got to switch. Yeah. But um, yeah, dude, I'm going to be doing this forever. Forever, man. I mean, knock on wood, bro. I mean, I hope nothing changes. But yeah, man, it's just... Like I said, man, I'm yeah. appreciative that I have the ability to go to the gym. There are people that can't even go to the gym because they have illnesses and physical deficiencies. Yeah, yeah, dude, like the fact that I'm able to go to the gym, like I appreciate that. I don't take that for granted, you know? 
that's why I'm up so early because I have legs and I have arms and I'm able to go to the fucking gym, you know, like, it's just, that to me is like the easiest motivation in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, kind of switching off of, off of that topic to another, you know, day to day you're you're in the real estate market. It can be a great thing. It can be a bad thing. I'm sure you face some rejection Absolutely. in real estate. So how do you deal with a no or rejection in, in your, in your career? Um, everything? That's a great question. It happens a lot more than people think also like yesterday it happened. I mean, I, I had a deal that was verbally agreed upon and all the terms were accepted and all we had to do was sign the contract and get it over. And from the moment they said yes to the moment I wrote up the contract, they had a full price offer and we got, and then we lost the deal. And then my client decided he changed his mind. So now I went from, you know, making five figures next month to back to square one. And like, you know, I was super upset in the beginning, like in this, actually in this certain circumstance too, like I was really pissed off at myself because I'm like, what the fuck did I do wrong? Like, did I not push him hard enough? Did I not guide him quick enough? Like, what did I do wrong? And I always take accountability for everything I do. Like, I always take the blame. It's always my fault. I take full responsibility for my actions. No fucking excuses ever. And um, when, I, when I'm faced with rejection, you know, because I have that self-accountability, I fucking move on. And I'm like, yo, that was my fault. On to the next. And, and also, I'm still so young, dude. I've been doing real estate for, what, three and a half years, maybe? Like, dude, I'm an infant in the industry, bro. These realtors are out here, right. 90 years old, still selling $10 million cribs, bro. I'm going to be doing this for the next 50, 60 years. Like, I'm in no rush. Like, tell me no. Knock me down. Fucking tell me I'm an idiot. Please. <laughs> I need to hear that. I need that. Because it's going to make me go harder, you know? Like, that's why, that's why, like, being humble is so important because, like, you know, you got to realize that you got to have some humility. Like, who the fuck are you? You know, like, I'm fucking nobody. I'm nobody. Yeah, I killed it this year. I did okay last year. But, dude, I'm still a fucking infant. I'm going to be doing this forever. Like, I need people to tell me, you know, I need people to punch me in the face. You know? Yeah. It keeps me alive. I hear that. And I hear that. Like, I, uh when you get told no in different situations, you either have a choice to let it defeat you or to let it make you better. And, you know, that's something I was doing a business pitch for an app that I was about to launch. And it was going to be, it was going to be huge. So I won one business pitch for a small amount of money. This one was going to be for $50,000. And if I won it, it was going to change the game. I thought I had, I thought I had it in the bag, ended up losing it. I was told by the judges that the app would never take off, that I would never get it off the ground. I'd never make any money off of it. Um, and it, for like 20 seconds, it, it killed me. And I was just wanted to quit it, wanted to absolutely just just get rid of it. And, uh, and then I like, you know put my big boy pants on and was like, no, I'm about to show everybody out here wrong and, and prove them wrong. And so that's cool that, you know, you kind of have that same mentality. You're fucking right. Let's go. <laughs> what were you saying, Zach? Um, uh, Rogers? Uh, I, I can't remember now. Um, but I guess I can ask this other question that I did have. But I'm just sitting over here scrolling through your Instagram while we're talking, Zach. And Hey, you would say something like, if I was scrolling through your Instagram, you'd say, dang, this dude's got a pretty cool life or something. But um, something that we kind of try to do with all the people that we have on the podcast is tell us about one of the coolest moments in your life. Um, not necessarily because you've already went through your high and your lows of your life, but one of those coolest moments, whether that was like someone you got to meet or something you got to do, like um, whatever it may be. And then tell us something about, I guess not really a low, but one of those more embarrassing moments of your life where you like really wish nobody knew about. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, shit. The best. <laughs> tell us life. the dirt, Zach. Dude, you guys want the dirt? I'll give you the dirt. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the best experience. Honestly, like I, I touched on earlier, like meeting Gary V was just like such an amazing experience because he's such a role model to me and he's changed my life. Like I cannot have any more conviction behind the statement that Gary V has changed my life. Like he 
And if, if you don't listen to Gary Vee, you need to get on it ASAP. So um, that was obviously a really cool experience. Another cool experience was going on Fear Factor and meeting Ludacris. You know, that was like super fun. <laughs> like, who gets to fucking jump out of a helicopter onto a semi-truck? And who gets to, you know, crawl through a fucking cave of spiders? And I mean, that was a cool experience. And I was pretty scared. So, you know, that was that was fun, like facing my fears. I mean, I'm super afraid of heights getting in an airplane that has no doors and we were not in a seatbelt. Like I was like, fuck that. But then they're like, all right, well, if you don't do it, then you're not getting paid. I was like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> you know? so, so I didn't really have to uh, think twice about that one once they uh, dangled my stipend in front of my face. But um, no, dude, I'm trying to think of the worst, like most embarrassing moment. I mean, you know, to be completely honest, I'm a very transparent person. I got nothing to hide. I mean, when I was, you know, after Big Brother, posting shit on YouTube, posting shit on you now, like put myself out there. Like, there's a lot of like photos and videos that I've posted that I'm is like cringeworthy. Like that I'm like, oh, I can't believe I posted that. Or God, I'm such a douchebag. Like, oh, I'm such an <laughs> asshole to people. Like, who the fuck did I think I was? And and that that is like, I mean, there's not one specific situation that I can like highlight, but just like I, I'm honestly embarrassed about a lot of the stuff I did after Big Brother because like I just had such a big head and I thought I was so fucking cool when I was nobody you know yeah. so that that was probably like the most embarrassing thing but I'm a huge believer in everything happens for a reason and that you know I did those things to realize that you know I'm fucking super blessed and I just need to fucking be humble and and realize that I have so many opportunities afforded to me and I'm like the I've generally feel like the luckiest person on earth so yeah. you know it's it's and definitely helped me out in life but it, it's tough to answer that question i can't think of like one embarrassing yeah. situation well i'll speak from kind of encouraging you a little bit i guess if you need that but i, I after we after we did meet and i was like god this dude's pretty cool like he's an awesome guy um riley made me go back and watch some of the episodes on the season of big brother that you were in and seeing you on Big Brother versus meeting you in person is like a total 180, dude. Let me just say, like, if I were to like only know you from Big Brother, I would be like, oh no, nah. like, I, uh, who is this guy? But like knowing you in person, like hearing you talk, hearing like the stuff that you value and your wisdom and stuff like that, dude. Like, I, I respect you all the more because of that, and that you're you're now going out in public and you're expressing that. And you're not really giving a crap about what people will come back and like talk about you with that. But I, I definitely, that. you have that, you have that kind of down pat now, dude, you're definitely heading in the right direction. But, mm -hmm. um, I, I did want to like kind of talk on that Gary V meeting that you had, because I'm sure a, maybe, I don't know, a hopefully 50% of the audience that's listening do know who Gary V is, but if they don't, they should definitely go hit him up. He's definitely on Instagram and YouTube. That's where I found him was on YouTube, but, um, he's definitely got a different kind of outtake on this whole entrepreneur thing, this whole go get it, um, mentality that a lot of other biz successful business people. Um, whereas like I was listening to a podcast of the day from Kevin O'Leary, the guy from shark tank and just hearing his, like they're two, super successful people and you don't have to be the same person to be successful in this life you know like the, you can be way over here to the right and way over here to the left and still be successful in your life but kevin o'leary's perspectives versus gary v's perspectives on success in life are just totally opposite ends of the spectrum so you say gary v changed your life was there one specific i don't know thing about that meeting that kind of like triggered that for you because i know you've seen him you've listened to his stuff you've watched his youtube videos beforehand what was it just the realization and it just being so surreal of being in like talking to him in person was that what kind of like captured you yes yes and no yes in the sense that like you know he's been inspiring you for so long but it wasn't that instance of meeting him because he changed my life before that and, and that meeting was me just thanking him for changing my life. So yeah. like, bro, he changed my life this whole year, like just changed my life about just, you know, why I'm working, why I'm waking up. Like, what am I trying to accomplish? I'm just trying to find happiness. And that's what mm -hmm. he's doing. You know what? It, the, the one thing he said, it, 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 this one thing that resonates with me the most, he said when he was 27 years old, making $40,000 a year at his dad's liquor store, making videos on YouTube. 
he was happier then than he is now running a $200 million company, $300 million company, whatever it's worth. He was happier making 40 grand than he is right now with all the fame, all the speaking engagements, you know, world famous, making a shit ton of money. He was happier when he was 27, making YouTube videos out of his fucking garage, making 40,000 a year. And that's what really stuck with me. It's like, yo, like, cause honestly, I'm, I'm going to eventually be rich. Like, I mean, it's whatever, but when I, <laughs> when I have, when I have the money to buy the Ferrari and buy the Rolex and buy my mom a house, like I'm going to be just as happy then as I am right now. And that hits you hard. That hits you hard. Like if you're like, wow, I'm going to be just as happy with a fucking $300,000 car as I am with a fucking $50,000 car. Like really, you know, that makes you think that makes you think like, when, you, when this podcast blows up and you guys are getting millions of subscribers a year and you guys are fucking killing it, you are going to be just as happy then as you are right now making your first, you know, few dozen episodes. You know, it's like that yeah, really, yeah. really makes you think. Yeah. That's yeah. What a perspective. Oh, yeah. So that, that's the one that's the one thing that when I heard that, when he said he was just as happy then as he is now, that changed my life. I remember the day, man, I was like, wow. When I'm rich, I'm gonna be just as happy. I'm like, then fuck it. I'm happy as fuck. You know, I'm like, we're killing it. <laughs> yeah. You know? I think that's, uh, that's probably half. That's probably half the battle right there is just getting your your whole mental side of yourself to understand that and to believe in that. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll wrap it up soon. I'm, I'm gonna ask you a couple more questions for all the last question. To, go with big brother for all the people that are probably listening because they're a big brother fan following you. Do you talk to anybody still that was on your season? Yes. So I'm uh I still talk to Cody and Derek and Caleb. Those are three people I, I keep in touch with. And uh, you know, to full disclosure, man, like like I said, I'm I got nothing to fucking hide. Frankie and I, you know, we had like a small falling out and like we weren't friends for a year or two, but now we're good friends. We text all the time. You know, we got coffee in New York, you know, when I was there. And, you know, now we're good friends, too, because, you know, we all have our own fucking problems, bro. You know, like, you don't know what someone's going through. And, you know, it's it's a lot of the times, like, shit happens just from miscommunication. And, like, you know, I yeah. wasn't there for him when he needed me. And, you know, maybe vice versa, you know. But, but at the end of the day, him and I now are, like, good friends. And, and we talk all the time. And. I'm super grateful and appreciative for, for our friendship because we went through so much in the house and we became so close in those, you know, three and a half months that, you know, it, it's, it was earned. Our friendship is earned for life. You know what I mean? It's, you can't yeah. really, you know, explain the experience of living with someone in a house competing for half a million dollars. Like, it's Dude. just, you know, it's like, that's a friendship that will never be broken no matter what. So to answer I'm your a, question, yeah, I'm, I'm so close to a couple people. You know, I don't really talk to like Victoria or Pow Pow or Devin or Amber, or Brittany. I don't. The only people I really talk to are Derek, Cody, Caleb, and Frankie. I'm a huge Zanky fan, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll probably make a lot of people happy out there that you yeah. still have a relationship <laughs> with them. Um, but my other question, um, as far as your career goals go. What what's what what goals have you set forward for 2019 and even further in the future, dude? I love that man. I I wish I can show you guys my computer right now because I am so goal oriented. I have everything written down to the fucking second. You know, my days are every 15 minutes. My days are accounted for, but I'll kind of just touch on it a little bit. Um, things I want to accomplish in 2019. I want to do over six million dollars in sales. I want to pay off my house and pay off my student loans. I want to read 48 books. I already have the 48 books listed out with how long they are on audiobooks, how many pages each book is, and, and what books I'm reading each month. Um, I want to meditate for 7,300 minutes, which is 20 minutes a day. I want to do 48 hours of community service. And I've already detailed this out as well. I'm going to do 10 hours. Um, let me find it. I mean, I have everything fucking out to a fucking T, bro how much money I got to make each month. All right, here we go. So 50 hours of community service. I want to spend 10 hours um, at a retirement home, spending time and talking with people, 10 hours feeding the homeless, 
I want to spend five hours at a, a hostel, you know, spending time with sick children, 10 hours of a beach cleanup. I'm going to do a 5K, which is going to be like five hours. And then I have two links here in front of me on my computer of a couple events that I want to attend just to donate some money, donate some time and raise awareness. Um, I want to build my company to over 50 agents. Right now we got 12 agents working for us. And, you know, the goal is to have 50 by the end of 2019. Um, and, and, and dude, if I accomplish those, man, I'm fucking crushing life, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like if I read those 48 books, which I'm going to, if I read those 48 books, I'm going to be so much smarter. I'm going to have such a better perspective on life. I'm going to be so much happier giving back 50 hours of my year, which is nothing because this year I had my goals written out as well. And my goal was to do 50 hours of community service and I didn't do half of it. And I'm fucking ashamed with myself. And I'm like, yo, I fucking spent time sitting for six hours in front of the TV on Sundays watching Red Zone. Like, my fantasy football <laughs> team was more important than fucking, you know, giving back to the community because I'm so lucky to be who I am and, and I'm healthy and everything. So, you know, th- those, are the, those are just a brief scratching the surface of, of what I'm trying to accomplish. And I got them broken down to, to monthly, to weekly, to daily goals. Um, you know, this year I, I, I did every single day I wrote something in my gratitude jar and I prayed to God every single day. And, you know, I, I read every single day and I meditated every single day. And, and that has taken me leaps and bounds from where I was in 2017 to now, you know, towards the end of 2018. But, dude, I'm like super on the right path, bro. Like this is a guaranteed recipe for success. And when I say success, I don't mean being rich. I mean just being happy and like living my best life. So, but. yeah, dude, that's incredible that your goals. Yeah, you have your career goals and, you know, how much money you want to make and everything. But then you've also got probably more goals to give back and help other people and, uh, you know, just put your knowledge and wisdom into other people. And dude, that's pretty cool. I hope that inspires a lot of people out there to really sit back and look at what they're wanting to do over the next year. Absolutely, bro. You know, it's, that's, there's, a, there's a couple questions I ask myself every day. And the first question I ask myself is, is what makes me happy? And then from there, my second question is, who can I help today and how can I help someone today? And then my third question, I say, what would God want to see me do today? Okay. If God was looking down on me, cause I know he is, what would he want to see me do today? He'd want to see me leave a positive impact on this earth. And then the biggest question that like will make you go fucking get after it is what would people say about me? If I died tomorrow, if I died tomorrow, what would my friends and family and people that know me say about me? Like, if I died tomorrow, what would you guys say about me? I know what you guys would say about me. I'm fucking happy. I'm positive. I got great energy. I'm fucking living the dream, you know? And that means a lot because you, you want to leave a legacy, you know? And, like, yeah. you know, from there, it's like, what am I trying to accomplish today? What's my why? Why am I waking up early? And then what's my overall purpose in life? And I, and I look at these questions every single fucking day religiously. And they just help me, you know, keep that strong perspective on 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 why i'm here like what is life yeah i think just hearing you talk about those goals and stuff that kind of alludes to that point that i made earlier if that's not obsession i don't know what is dude (laughs) right (laughs) you've got the hours planned out the minutes like come on dude that's that's awesome but like Dude, I mentioned on the last podcast with Curtis Mitchell, one of the one of the smartest dudes I've ever met, or most wise guys. Yeah, he told me, failing to pre- or uh, failing to prepare is preparing to fail, and you've pretty much taken that mantra and put it in your <laughs> life, which is pretty cool. Yep. Um, yeah, but Zach, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up, dude. Um, but let you go. We want to give you a shout out on Instagram. So if you'll just let everybody know how to reach you on social media. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah, for sure, guys. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is Zach Rancy, Z-A-C-H-R-A-N-C-E-Y. Um, I don't have Snapchat. I deleted my Twitter. I'm, I'm kind of just trying to cleanse away from the whole social media. I actually recently put a timer on my phone where I can only use Instagram for 30 minutes a day. Dude, I was on Instagram, bro, like an hour and 40 minutes a day. And I'm like, dude, if I'm on Instagram for two hours a day, which is one twelfth of my day, which is one month out of my year, bro. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yo, I was on Instagram for a month out of my whole fucking year. Like someone slapped me in the face, you know? Yeah. So 
I recently, like, I just made this limit on my my Instagram like a week ago where I can only go on it for 30 minutes a day now. So, you know, it's a blessing and a curse, you know, but everyone, you know, listen to this podcast, please hit me up. Please message me. Give me all your feedback. If what I said today makes you feel some type of way, just fucking hit me up. We can share positive vibes, good energy, because shit like this is contagious as fuck. What's yeah, crazy absolutely. about that? What's crazy? What's crazy about that timer is you probably you probably spend that thirty minutes before the rest of us are even awake. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I, we appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Um, thanks for like shouting out. I hope everybody goes and follows you because you have you put a lot of good stuff out there. Um, I know I enjoy like kind of seeing what you do on your story every day. I keep that up. That's what I, I enjoy that a lot. Um, but before you before you head out, go ahead and leave the um, listeners in the audience with like probably what you would consider the most crucial piece of advice that you've ever heard in your life. And I know that's a huge bomb to drop on you uh-huh. right now, but um, just something that you'd like for someone to take away, just yeah. a one little nugget or something like that. Yeah, I mean, there's two there's two things that I live my life by, and it's just gratitude and progress. And I think if if I had to choose one, it's progress and. Just get 1% better today than you were yesterday. Just That's be a good 1% one. better. That's like, really good. Like Riley said, a minuscule amount, the tiniest amount, just the yeah. tiniest, tiniest fucking amount you can get better. Do that today and just build on that because eventually you'll get some momentum. And then once you have that momentum, it just comes easier and you don't even have to try. So, you know, just 1% better every single day. That's so good, dude. Thank you. So, guys, just uh, we're going to link all the social medias in the description of this podcast. You can find uh, the MDS podcast on Instagram as well, as well as Zach and I's personal Instagrams, Riley underscore Vos. And what's yours, Zach? It's underscore Zach Rogers underscore. Um, and the MDS, our Mondays Don't Suck Instagram is the MDS podcast on Instagram. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be updating those uh, Instagrams with all sorts of cool stuff. So be sure to follow. Follow Zach. Give him some love. But Zach, dude, thanks so much for coming in today. I think you're going to inspire a lot of people out there and get them off the couch. Get them off Instagram. Um, <laughs> maybe make them wake up a little earlier and you know attack the day with your kind of enthusiasm. I think that's I what we're looking it, for. And I want to oh, yeah. say thank you to you guys. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Riley. You guys are fucking awesome dudes. Loved you guys since the day I fucking met you, and I'm fucking happy to be up here. If you guys ever need anything, you want me on the podcast again to drop some knowledge, you guys let me know. But I really appreciate it. You guys are fucking really awesome bros, dude. All right. See you, man. Can't wait to see you again. All right, boys. Talk to you soon. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week on the NDS Podcast. Have a great week, guys.